episode four of the It's Up podcast. I'm Will. And I'm Austin. And we're happy to be back with you guys, man. It's been about two weeks since our last episode. You know, we had some some serious stuff on there. We got a little bit more lighthearted stuff for you guys today. Um, how have you been, man, these last couple of weeks? Oh, it's been good. Uh, had a couple of wisdom teeth taken out. Been playing a lot of Spider-Man. Uh, can't complain too much. Just losing all my wisdom, of course, which is kind of yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> Well, the good news is you didn't have much of that to begin with, so you're good. Ain't um, that the truth? <laughs> nah, that, I hate that, man. I remember when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, I actually had it a lot worse. I was, like, laying on the couch for, like, two weeks straight, bleeding out of my mouth, like, horrible time. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. It's so weird how some people just bounce back immediately from it, and some people are just, like... Definitely. Built slash different, right? That's that's my pronouns. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so you said you were playing a little bit of Spider-Man 2, right? Oh, yeah, Spider-Man 2. I know a lot of people out there have been playing it. Uh, it's one of the fastest-selling PlayStation games of all time, um, which does not surprise me. Who wouldn't want to get uh, 19 inches of Venom? So. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I agree. I Unfortunately, haven't been able to play it just yet. That's all right. Um, you know, um, when we're not doing this, we work in the retail business, and so I've been picking up some uh, extra hours, getting ready here for this holiday season coming up. Oh, for sure just gets more and more expensive same yeah. with like uh date nights and everything oh yes <laughs> uh speaking of which let's get into our first topic right for sure so over the past two weeks there was this uh this sort of viral video that came out on tiktok uh this girl got really really upset that this guy took her on their first date to the cheesecake factory which i think is a fine place um just to give you a little background on the story he originally had plans to go to like uh, an actual fancy restaurant and all these different things. Sure. Um, and apparently she ended up taking about an hour to an hour and a half to, to get ready and like not even responding to the text or anything. So he had to miss that reservation. That oh, he had. wow. So he just said, okay, well, well, I'll just take you here instead. And she pitched a fit in the car. He even got out of the car to open the door for her. She Total locked gentleman. the door of the car. And was like, no, I'm not getting out. I'm... A queen, I'm beautiful, I'm a girl boss, I don't deserve to be taken here, uh, all Listen, this stuff. Cheesecake Factory is expensive. Yes. Now me, personally, I probably would have kicked her out of the car at that point and had her walk home. Oh, 100%. Uh, but he was still a gentleman and gave her a ride home and all that stuff, right? Good on um, him, but man, I don't I don't know about that one. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, definitely not how you expect a first date to go. Um, but it spawned into this whole list online that all these women... Uh, I. I don't want to use the word women, that all these females decided that they, <laughs> that they wanted to make a list of all these places uh, that they would not, like, they would refuse to go on a first date. Also, gotcha. that's not directed at all the actual women that are listening to our podcast right now. That's just for the females. Right. <laughs> the ones that uh, don't deserve the title of a woman. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm going to get into that list real quick. But before that, because, um, you know, we're both married now, so we obviously mm. have a different perspective on all this. Oh, for Do sure. you remember what it was like going on your first date with your wife? Where oh, did you guys definitely. go? How was it? Yeah, uh, we actually um, went to a local uh, Mexican restaurant place. Um, shout out to Sharonda's. Um, <laughs> I remember going and picking her up at um, her parents' house because she still lived with her parents at the time. I was incredibly nervous. Um my car is not anything fancy. It's an old Toyota Corolla. It's nothing like, not a limo. It's not like this, uh, you know, romantic vehicle to like try to take, you know. Point my... A to point B. Right. Yeah. <laughs> point A to point B. That's it. Like, it's not like a, for my would-be wife, like I just want to sweep her off her feet. It was nothing like that. Yeah. Thankfully, she was very, very um, 
grateful and everything. I did hold the door. I opened the door and stuff, let her in the car. I was trying to be as gentleman-like as I could be. Um, we had dinner. We had a good time. We had um, some good conversation. Um, kind of funny, actually. Neither one of us wanted the night to end just quite yet, but we couldn't think of anything else to do. So we actually ended up driving over to Planet Fitness <laughs> after the meal portion of our date and went and used like their uh, massage chairs and like the hydro massage things where we can't even really talk to each other or do anything. But hey, those things are nice, man. I get it. They're super nice. It was really comfortable. But in any case, though, ended up um, driving her home, telling her that, um, you know, I had a great time and everything. And that was it. Uh, just that was the first date. Um I remember it really, really well, and she didn't complain about the Mexican restaurant. Of course, I paid for it and everything like that. I, you know, yeah. um, wanted to not have to split it or have to do anything like that. Like, I know, like, that's kind of another whole topic that we can probably get into at some point. But oh, yeah. for me, that's I wanted cool. to be able to show her, at least on the first date, that, you know, I'll pay for this for you. Yeah. What about you? Uh, so our first date, man, I don't even know if it was a first date, to be honest, because we were friends at the time. Um, I was still in a relationship, I guess, at the time, I believe, with a toxic ex. Mm. Um, but we we actually went to Applebee's of all places just to, just to hang out. Hey, Applebee's. I guess. And I mean, I guess it worked because she went home and immediately told her aunt at the time that she knew she was going to marry me one day. And wow, you know, that one day happened a little over a month ago. So that's crazy. Okay. Yeah, that's wild because. Applebee's and Sharonda's are both not like, I mean, honestly, if people knew about Sharonda's, it'd probably hit this list too. But um, Applebee's, I'm sure, <laughs> is probably on that list of uh, the ones that people refuse to go to. For sure. Uh, but, but yeah, without further ado, let's get into the list. Um, as we're going down it too, feel free, guys, leave comments. If you think that, uh, you know, some of these places aren't somewhere you want to go on a first date, let us know if you think that you would, you know, vice versa, so on and so forth, yeah. right? and. I'm going to be honest, from the male perspective, any of these places that are on this list, personally, I probably would be okay with. As soon as we get through a couple of them, I'll probably have a few that I'll be like, ah, maybe not. But Yeah, let's just go through them one by one and we'll give our takes on them real sure. quick. Sure, we can do really quick. So, ones. number one is the Cheesecake Factory, of course. That's an easy go-to date. Like, that place yeah. is nice, it's got great food, and you get great dessert it's after. It's expensive, too. Oh, it's very expensive. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, and you can't go wrong with cheesecake on the first date. No, not at all. Um, I'm going to skip over number two because that's Applebee's. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if it's like first date, first date, but it, it is a restaurant, even it though is. it is a chain, so on and so forth, right? Um, Chili's as well, I think is kind of in that same vein. It's, yeah, um, it's a restaurant, but it's not like, you know, like a really, really nice take you out to eat, you know, like I want to yeah. treat you right type of place. But I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind taking somebody there i guess like if i was still trying to date <laughs> yeah uh number four is chipotle so i don't mm. know that i would go on a first date to chipotle about a girl that i'm serious about yeah not a first date maybe um yeah. i think that's something like you know if you ever did like a lunch date or did something like just really fast and easy like you know a little bit later on in the relationship maybe yeah. that's like that's more of like a third date right i think um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Olive Garden, I would say yes because when you're there, you're family. Oh, 100%. And if you're taking her there on the first date, she's already family. That's right. That's it. Uh, Plus, but you can't go wrong with breadsticks. Yeah. yeah. No, I actually think Olive Garden's pretty nice. Um, I'm actually not a huge fan of their food personally, but yeah. 
in terms of like the actual environment, the restaurant feel and stuff, it's one of those places that I feel like is a nice first date. Like, yeah. I don't know how it's making this list, but so my nice favorite thing is the little cheese grater thing when they're like, oh, just say oh, when. Yeah. Just say when. And you keep going the whole time. Turns out, apparently, you can purchase those. I didn't know. You can ask really? them and you can buy it from them. Hmm. Yeah. I need to uh, put that on my schedule real quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number six is the movies. Now, this one kind of. Uh, That's the classic. Sit out of me. Like, that's a classic date. Um, the only thing I could understand is on a first date, if you're seeing a movie, sometimes you might not be able to like talk or get to right. know each other as well. As but much. usually it's supposed to be like dinner, dinner and a movie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Dinner and a movie, right? Um, number seven is your house. I definitely don't think you should be doing that on the first date. That sounds like a terrible idea. Um, I'm sure some of you uh, listening right now probably have done that. Shame on y'all. Well, uh, not even like for any sort of like weird reasons or anything like that. Like, we don't, if like this is like the first date that you guys have been on and you weren't friends originally, like that's creepy. Letting a stranger either yeah. into your house or going into a stranger's house, like, yeah. I, I don't like that. That's do weird. not go to a man's house for the no. first date. Um, number eight just says any fast food chain. I think that's fair. That I mean, fair. I think it's dependent on what your budget is and what you consider to be fast food sure. to an extent. And I also think age range has a lot to do with it as well. Like, you know, maybe yeah. for like a couple of teenagers that are like, you know, high school or something like that. Yeah, they go to Chick-fil-A and their mom sits in another booth and watches. What right, you know, time. the homeschool date courting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then, okay, this one I will say I agree with. Number nine is Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, heck no. I don't want to get to know a girl there because there's all these TVs and everything super I'm gonna loud. I'm going to be so distracted. Time. Buffalo Wild Wings is for the boys. It is for the boys. <laughs> uh, Wingstop, no. Uh, no, I feel like it falls into like almost like a fast food category yeah. of wings, and I don't know how to feel about it. Yes. Um, number 11, we have Red Lobster. That's uh, not fancy fancy but i mean it's expensive and i feel like it depends which one you go to that too yeah <laughs> i've been to some red lobsters where the ambiance is just not right oh it's and others where yeah. it's like up here you know so yeah uh 12 is a buffet mm. that's fair that is fair yeah i feel like it's better when you can like sit there and actually order food with them and everything versus oh come on let's get in the line <laughs> yeah and you have a waiter and stuff like that too right um, now it is cost effective, fellas. If mm -hmm. you're unsure about that woman, um, <laughs> fair. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Thirteen is IHOP. Um, not for a first date. <laughs> no. Maybe no, I'm not going to make that joke. Never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> number fourteen is Denny's. I don't think I, you should go to Denny's at all. I was going to say Denny's <laughs> in general. I don't feel like so. The joke that we always had um, growing up was. You never went to Denny's. You ended up at Denny's. Yeah. You should never go there for your first date. Maybe the last date. Right. Like if it. you were trying to break up with them, like Denny's is a great place to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like Waffle House or something too. But True. Uh, 15 is the gym. How do you feel about that? I think for an actual first date, like, you know, if the gym is the only place on your schedule, like to go and the only thing you're trying to do, it's probably a really bad idea. Like, yeah. um sitting there trying to pump iron and stuff and y'all are trying to be like on a romantic evening or something like yeah and it's like what are you telling the girl are you saying like i need you to lose a few pounds to get right. that second date come on right or you know are you just trying to flex or show off and stuff and all you have to offer is muscle like yeah <laughs> i don't know uh 16 is church hmm. i think that's a really good one 
especially if you both are Christian, if you both are religious and that you're trying to develop as one couple. I think it's a safe place to like, you know, different church events and stuff. I think that's like a safe place and everything for the most part. I think though that I feel like it's almost a, uh, a cop-out answer sometimes too, you know, like, uh, I feel like, um, we sometimes even like in the Christian world and stuff kind of get to this point where it's just like, uh, church can solve everything or like I can do everything at yeah. the church and everything like that where you know these relationships and stuff like obviously in that religious aspect the whole goal is to have God at the center to begin with and if you're dating somebody like that hopefully they have the same mindset as you anyway you can take them to a restaurant it'll probably be all right but yeah church well, is not a bad idea too. for a first date but yeah. I think also it's that again that age range thing right so yeah you know you shouldn't be doing a first date with somebody in your 30s at a church yeah and but, if you if your first date is a church you got to go to brunch after but right. I think that the good part about it is if you are religious and that is your life and your lifestyle right and you bring that girl there you bring that guy there You'll know very, very quickly if that relationship is going to last or not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, hopefully you'll know before you invite them. Right. Uh, but number 17 is Starbucks. Number 18, I'm going to include it here, too, because uh, I think it's the same thing, but it could be different. 18 is coffee dates. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't do that for a first date, I don't think. I think, well, I think it depends also, too, on the context, again. Um, yeah. I think if, like, your friends at first already, a coffee date just doesn't really makes sense if it's somebody that you just like randomly bumped into and you just wanted to go out with them i think coffee is a pretty safe first date but um i don't know i feel like that one's a little bit tougher um yeah maybe like you know a few dates later on and stuff too it's also acceptable but yeah and then we have number 19 which is ice cream dates sort of in that same vein i feel like mm-hmm. maybe i think if you go to dinner first and the date is right. really well that's exactly hey, what i was gonna say let's grab some ice cream after you know grab um, some dessert yeah yeah i um, think that's exactly right yeah and then number 20 we have family functions no <laughs> i feel like it depends on the family but i also feel like 99% of the time, it's probably not a great idea. Yeah. Uh, not for a first date. No. that I feel like that sets way too high expectations and puts way too much pressure on right away. Right. Um, number 21, they listed movie night, uh, Netflix, Hulu, and etc. So Netflix and chill, basically. Yeah, not for a first date. Yeah, that's that's not going to lead to anywhere fulfilling. No, plus sure. there's nothing good on Netflix anyway. Yeah. Number 22, somewhere that requires a long drive. Now, I disagree with this because I think, especially if you were doing something like the movies or like yeah. a drive-in movie or something like that, that long drive gives you time to talk and get to know each other and stuff right. like that on the way, right? Right. And I think, um, you know, depending on where you live, you know, a long drive can be kind of relative. Um, you know, for us, technically speaking, you know, Charlotte's about 20 minutes away. but. Yeah. The actual drive to get anywhere in Charlotte ends up being like closer to 30 or 40, um, which is also still not really that long of a drive. But at the same time, though, all the nice stuff or all the nice restaurants or all the nice theaters, you know, it's all over there. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, that one's a little bit tougher. I personally am cool with long drives and stuff. I love getting to just spend time in the car, even if we're just jamming out to some music or we're both taking turns on a song or something like that. I think that's really fun. For sure. For sure. Um, and number 23, we have bowling. You know, I'm looking at this list. I'm starting to question, like, where is it safe for these women? Like, where do they want to go on a date to? Cause right. Like, listing... we're kind of eliminating a bunch of stuff. Like, Yeah, especially in, the like, the city that we live in. Mm-hmm. 
I can't take you anywhere. We can go for a walk outside, and that's yeah, about it. Yeah, I was going to say river walk. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe caravans. Uh, um, the next three are all something I would never suggest doing for a first date. They're nightclubs, a hookah bar, and a bar for just drinks. I feel like all three of those are one of those things like where, at least for the first two, that you probably would not actually ever talk to the person or like actually get to know them or anything. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's just kind of a waste of time. Yeah, it definitely it's it depends on what you're pursuing with this person, right? But hopefully if you're going on this first date with them, your intention is to pursue like an actual relationship, a long term thing, right. right? Not just a, a situationship or a, or a hookup or something like right. that. So this is a little off topic with it stuff, but I'm just curious what you yeah. think. How many dates do you think it should take before you consider it a relationship? Before you consider it like before like you pop the hmm. would you be my girlfriend or would you be my boyfriend question hmm, that's like how many how many dates do you think is like the how many well all right so first things first I'm already gonna say if you ask on the first date it's probably bad like you shouldn't be asking that on the first date all right okay, like okay. to just to set that standard yeah um but how many is too many and like where's that threshold of like is this the right amount to start asking or for sure I, I don't so, know. It's cliche, but I definitely would say by the third date, you should know. I agree. Like, hey, will this, you know, be a long-term fruitful relationship, so on and so forth. Sometimes you just know right away, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if you let it go past that third date without, you know, making some type of commitment to, quote-unquote, go steady or, or you right. know, whatever terminology you want to use for uh, sure. today's youth. But that at that point they start to weigh their other options. They start to see like, oh, well, this guy is not really taking me seriously. So why should I put all my effort into this kind of thing? Right. I agree. I would say um, between like three to five dates would probably be all right, but it depends on the length of the dates and depends on like the depth of the conversations. Like, I mean, there's a ton of stuff that goes into it, right? For me, at least, we, um, we got to that like committed relationship around the third date. Um, We had done obviously our first date our second date um i believe i'd have to remember exactly what we did but it was something fun of course and then the third date we did like some movies and stuff and then afterwards i asked if uh she would want to consider this being like a uh, full-on relationship um and she did so (laughs) yeah and it can happen just like that and if you guys feel differently too like we always say feel free to leave comments on here um we definitely want to have discussions with you guys about how you feel about that as well for sure um, and then just to round out the last two here on our list, uh, they list Waffle House. I get that. <laughs> I don't go to Waffle House normally sh- anyways. Yeah, yeah, I was like, you're definitely not taking a first date to Waffle House unless you're saying like, I promise you this is as bad as this relationship will get. We're or you're really trying to show how out. tough you are so that way if like, you have to fight one of the workers, like <laughs> you better win. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, just make sure you take your vitamin C there and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because you never know what you're going to find on those tables. Definitely. Um, and then sports events, which... I think that depends on the girl or the yeah. guy. Like, I think it depends on, like, what um, both of you are into. Like, if you both are absolutely obsessed with your hometown team's sports team and they happen to have a game and you are able to afford it and make that happen, I think that's a great time. But, um, yeah, I would agree. Um, but, um, you know, so with that, you know, we've gone through this list here. Um, we've seen how that girl responded. You know, what is a first date uh, to you? What would you suggest to people out there listening right now? 
I would say a first date is definitely the, I really need to get to know this person in one evening. Like, I mean, obviously it doesn't have to be the evening, but typically they are. I think that the first date is a chance to really determine, is there going to be a second date or am I going to say goodbye to this person? So you need to have a way to communicate with them and actually have good conversation. And there are some, uh, some of these things that are better than others. The movies, if you were just doing straight the movies, not a great first date. It does not work out very well. Yeah. Um, but if you're able to take the time and actually go to a restaurant, it, you know, Cheesecake Factory is perfectly fine, but um, <laughs> any of these other restaurants or anything, or if you have like a local place that, you know, that you guys really like or enjoy or they've never been or, you know, whatever it is, I think something like that to be able to actually sit down, have a laugh, have a good time, talk, see what they want in their future. Wait, Play 20 questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's tons of different ways to do it, of course. But what about you? What would you say? Yeah, no, nah, I, I think you're pretty much right on there. I would always go for the classic dinner and a movie. Um, yeah. Number one, I think because movies are really important to me, so I need to know that she's going to be able to hang, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it's definitely a really good discussion. Um, as always, too, if you guys you know feel any differently or if you we want this to be a discussion, we don't mind having this topic come back up later on too if one of you wants to come on and talk about it if you have any funny first date stories too please leave those in the comments oh for sure i also um would encourage to uh leave the comment about the question i had which was how many dates is before you decide like if it's actually a steady relationship or not like or how many dates have you done before you've decided it's a steady relationship or not i'm just curious to see what other people have done for sure man because i definitely have a different perspective on it now being where I'm at with my faith now and where I'm at married now and all that stuff. But I think even age plays a pretty good yeah. portion into it. But when I was young and immature and didn't care about any of that stuff, I used to cut up. Right. <laughs> these first dates. So I'm not going to get into that on here, but yeah. It's, no, I got you. Yeah. Well, uh, I got you. But, well, speaking of uh, young and immature and everything, let's talk about <laughs> some childhood stuff. Yes, for sure. Um, so topic number two today, guys. Uh, we want to talk about Disney live-action remakes, and in particular, Snow White. Um, so for those of you that don't know, Disney is remaking uh, their Snow White movie um, in live-action. It was supposed to come out next year. They just pushed it back to 2025. Um, it's starring Rachel Ziegler um, as Snow White. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Uh, Somehow, which you know doesn't make sense, and uh, there will be no more uh, seven dwarves or anything like that. It's like seven magical creatures. Yeah, or seven like random men. I don't know. I've seen all the pictures. I'm sure you guys have seen it too. But uh, how do you feel about that, man? It's Walt's turning over in his grave. You, they just took the original animation that he ever did as like a full animation length and everything like that. Everything that he stood for in it and the story that was created obviously he didn't create the story of snow white but his adaptation his vision of it and the way that it was all done was so timeless and beautiful yeah seeing what they are trying to do to it it makes me sick i fully agree um so here's the thing right and i think you can see it in disney stocks dropping and all these other things that are happening so representation on in film uh in diversity in film can be a really good thing right it matters it's a a noble intention it definitely matters but disney where they're getting it wrong for me is it's more of like 
oh, look at this movie. This movie has a gay character. This movie has this, this, and this, this, and this. And it's all in your face about it instead of just making it feel natural natural and genuine, right? I think the other issue is they're also taking things that already have established stories, established characters. Snow White? Right. All of these different things that they have in these original cartoons and stuff and whatever, and they're just turning around, changing the story, making it worse in almost every single possible way, and then telling us that if we don't enjoy it, that there's something wrong with us. Yeah, like Rachel Ziegler, the the actress who plays Snow White in this remake, um, it's been all over TikTok, all over social media, where she's just been saying, uh, oh, well, you know, it's not 1937 anymore, so she doesn't need to be saved by the prince. She doesn't... uh, you know, in fact, we don't even need a prince in this movie. You know, maybe they'll just cut all of his uh, lines and parts to begin with. It's not about love. It's about her uh, being this empowered leader and how she becomes the leader that she is later on. And stuff Snow like White that. was never a leader. Yeah. She was a, <laughs> basically just like a teenager. Yeah. That... I think what a lot of people forget about it, too, know. is Walt also got this from the Grimm's Brothers stories and stuff right. like that. Um, and it's just... It's very frustrating for me to sit back and watch all these things happen, right? Because there's... When you have to take a female character, and I think a lot of female characters these days are very, very poorly written. Mm-hmm. I blame the it's writers. all about, oh, I'm a, a strong woman, watch me fight, da 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 And when you do that, nobody really takes it seriously. Nobody mm-hmm. really looks at it as such. Not um, even intentionally. Yeah. Whereas before in the past, and I'm sure you can name several of them, we've had several great female characters in live action, animation, everywhere. Oh, definitely. And it was never about, oh, look at this girl boss, look at me empowered. They were just cool. Right. And they didn't have to go out of their way to point out that they were cool. They just were. Um, And that's what makes it work. Um, And the problem is right now with a lot of the live action remakes and stuff, they because it isn't animated, there's so many things on screen that they have such a harder time doing right so like in animation you can make a character do anything you want it's a cartoon yeah versus in live action you do it you have to cgi it or you have to like really find a workaround for it and it doesn't work as good right so for me at least like a great example of this is like the lion king right Mm -hmm. it's purely all cgi when they did the quote-unquote live action version of the movie yeah it took all of the life all of the soul all of the color out of one of the greatest stories Ever. Yep. I would fully agree on all that. I think, me personally, I haven't really enjoyed... There there have been two Disney live-action remakes that I've enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one is The Jungle Book. Which Jungle I Book think, was great. The Jungle Book, the live-action one, I will give it to them. I think it's actually better than the animated one. I think so, too. Um, all the way around. And I do think that the remake of Cinderella was actually really well done as well. Agreed. Um, I can say that, uh, I can say that, like, even for, like, the live-action Aladdin movie, yeah, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Um, I think the actors did their parts well, but there's just no replacing, like, the color, the, the humor of, like, Robin Williams. There's no, you know, changing any of that. And then, of course, in that movie, like we were just saying, they had to try to switch and change Jasmine into being this, (laughs) like, I'm free, I don't need anybody type of thing, where in the original and stuff she was already like super cool to begin with she was already super strong and like was mm-hmm. ready to like basically lead the nation as she was yeah like and they didn't have to make a point about it to do yep. it 
And I think it, what's good about it, though, is I think people are finally seeing that this isn't how you want to do representation. This no. isn't how you want to have diversity in movies. And you see that even recently with South Park's new special that they mm-hmm. had. The Panderstone. Um, Enter the Pandaverse yeah. or, or whatever, you know, um, where they basically blame everything on Disney and Kathleen Kennedy and all this stuff. Which and, was hilarious, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just feel like when you have to put something in there for the sake of having diversity or for the sake of having inclusion you're not being genuine about it it doesn't it's missing the mark yeah and to be honest with you i think it's super offensive to all of those people right i agree um however the good news is we have um a company bent key coming out with their own version of snow white yes so jeremy boring you guys may know him as the co-founder of the daily wire as well Um, They make a lot of political content over there, but they made a pledge about a little over a year and a half ago that they were going to pledge a bunch of money into kids' content and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And on the 100th anniversary of uh, Walt Disney, uh, his company actually being founded, they announced this new streaming service called BenKey. It's all for kids, and it's about, like, you know, kids having actual, like, uh, good values and good entertainment to, to listen to and stuff like that. And they are making their own movie, um, Snow White and the Evil Queen, I believe is what it's the title yep, is. that's what they're calling it. Yep, and it's starring uh, Brett, Kru- Brett Cooper, who is a former actress and is now a YouTuber for them as well. But it's actually faithful to the Grimm Brothers' tale as well. Which should be really interesting, because truth be told, I don't think I've ever gone back to fully read any of like, the actual Grimm's Brothers' versions of it. However, if it was a good enough story to be kept all this time, and... Yeah to even add like adapt it into the animation side of things i have to assume that if they're staying faithful to it it's probably going to be pretty good yeah no, i would agree and i think uh the response to the trailer online has been great if you guys haven't seen it yet please you know go look it up on youtube and watch it but it even caused disney to push back their movie a year because they see the backlash they've had and the response that this got was great. Right. Well, they haven't officially said that's the reason why, but I'm pretty confident that's yeah. the reason why. And bold of Jeremy Boring to announce that, too, on the 100th anniversary of Disney. Right. That, that was that crazy. That's, yeah. So here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely loved the Disney company back in the day. I For thought sure. that all of the content that it came out with was so original. It was so cool. They had so many different things, like so many different stories and cool characters. There was humor. It was all very positive and very family-friendly and very, like, just family-positive, really. Um, There was always good morals, good lessons, good things to, like, pick up out of it. And I feel like somewhere somewhere along the way, they just decided to start bringing back old content, but taking out all of the positive sides of it. Um, I can't say that, like, I've uh, found exactly when it switched or when something went downhill. And I know I started to notice it a lot more when they did the uh, Beauty and the Beast remake with uh, mm-hmm. what's her face Emma Watson. Yeah, um, that to me was already like the start of it, or something where like I started to actually notice it. Um, but it makes me sad. Uh, Disney truly was like my childhood. Um, I loved all of those old original animated movies, and I love going back and rewatching them from time to time. Same. Yeah, they're still great. Um, I think it definitely started around that time. That was when. Uh, they started to axe murder all of those uh, great movies, and yeah. they started to axe murder the MCU mm-hmm. right after Endgame as well, and introduced a bunch of stuff that no one cares about, and 
you see they're starting to rethink a lot of that now too which is good and same thing for star wars really around the time of uh last jedi right yeah no it's just it's just crazy man it makes me just sad because i know they can do so much better you know being one of the like the number one entertainment company in the world the budgets they have the people they can hire the people they can afford to hire like i mean there is no reason that they shouldn't be putting out less than fantastic content mm-hmm. but and they should are the kids that are going to grow up in this next generation deserve it and it's subpar everything that's been coming out is subpar it's just it's terrible at least we'll always have the classics right thank god yes <laughs> so uh with that being said you know if you guys have any comments on Disney and these live action remakes or where you think they're going with it, all that stuff, feel free to leave it below, especially if you disagree with us. We'd love to have you on uh, so we can have a more in-depth discussion about that. But uh, let's wrap this up with some quick thoughts on what do you think the uh, game of the year is going to be as we close 2023? That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. That's This year is probably one of the toughest years in the past recent years um a couple of years ago and stuff like i mean it was usually pretty obvious like yeah oh this one's like way better than all the other games that came out or it was way more popular For sure i this think year? it's the new king kong game <laughs> De- definitely the one that was created in less than a year yeah yeah <laughs> wild i'm um, kidding that game's awful so <clears throat> the games that i personally think are going to be in the in the running um i may be wrong about these there may be some other ones out there that i'm forgetting but for me personally these are the ones that i think have the best chance to start things off that came out towards the beginning of this year if you can believe it is hogwarts legacy yeah oh man i've had so many good memories playing that mm-hmm. i wasn't even gonna get it at first until our friend jordy was like yeah man this game's pretty nice you need to get yeah. it and all this stuff and yeah yeah and it was a really really good game um surprisingly so uh i feel like trying to capture the world of harry potter in a video game is one of those things like where it probably should have been done years ago, but it just never really was. Not yeah. not to the extent that it could have been. And this was a great way to do it. Yeah. Um, so that one I think is probably in the running. I don't think it's going to win personally, but I think it's in the running. For sure. Um, not too long after that, or maybe around the same time, we got uh, Jedi Survivor. Um, the sequel mm-hmm. to Jedi Fallen Order. Um, that might be my pick, I think. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> the story in it was fantastic. The gameplay just kept getting better and better. Um, they uh, they tightened up a lot of stuff in that game and made it something worthwhile for sure. Um, obviously, not everybody's just a big Star Wars fan and stuff, but they uh, they actually did something really, really right with that one. Yeah, even if you're not, I feel like playing um, Jedi Survivor in the Fallen Order game, mm-hmm. that's a must. Right. A little bit more recently coming out was Baldur's Gate 3. It was a couple months ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally have not played it. I do not know um, very much about it outside of the fact that it's kind of more of this like role-playing um, Dungeons & Dragons-esque game, yeah. um, which is really cool. And I know a lot of people loved it and realized like how much freedom there was in it. Um, I think there were some parts of it that are kind of gross, but uh, yeah. <laughs> that's just uh, after reading a couple headlines and things. Then we have the last three picks that I believe stand the greatest chance of winning besides Baldur's Gate, because I think that one actually has a really solid yeah. chance. Super Mario Wonder. Most recent Mario game to come out from Nintendo. There is no DLC, no future plans for it in any sort of way. <laughs> it is released fully done, $60. You just get your game and you're good. No needed for updates later on, no expansions, nothing necessary. Just 
a good game. I've played it. It's a lot of fun. They uh, they somehow reimagined the 2D Mario experience into something just totally unique and different. Um, it's a timeless character. It is. Um, timeless <laughs> gameplay loops and different things that they can do with the characters and the levels and the design. Um, all of it very, very beautiful. The music in it is fantastic. Um, I think it actually does stand a uh, solid shot, actually, this time around. Okay. And what else do you have on that list? Last two. Spider-Man 2. I think Spider-Man 2 actually is really, really close to being game of the year. If it's not, there's only one other game that I think can beat it, and I'll mention it here in a second. I'd put my money on it. Yeah, but Spider-Man 2, I would not be surprised (laughs) if it won. Um, I think the only thing that it has against it right now is just the fact that the actual main story of the game is surprisingly short. Um, It's not very long compared to like the first game. Um, it's probably just a little bit longer than the Miles Morales uh, game that came out um, afterwards. But yeah. um, all in all, though, gameplay-wise, was the most refined. It has some of the most amazing like load times. I There was no loading screens ever. You could fast travel from one end of the map to the other literally in a matter of seconds like without yeah. even having to change anything. Those it, games are fun. It was wild. Um I just think that that one, also on the fact that it was the like fastest-selling PlayStation game in recent history, I think it has a lot of things going yeah. for it. Can I guess the last one? Sure. Okay. So this is one that I've heard a lot of people talk about this year. I haven't had the chance to play it myself, but I know people go crazy over it. Was Is it Starfield? Not Starfield this time, but really? Starfield okay. could be it. Um, yeah. That one I actually did not have on my <clears throat> list, but I know people went crazy for it. Yeah. The one that I had was Tears of the Kingdom, Legend of Zelda. Ah, Zelda, I should have known. Yeah. So that was probably the biggest, hypest release thing I've ever seen for any Nintendo product ever. Um, the amount of people that were going crazy for it, pre-ordering, getting those extra OLED switches. I got mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it was a game that completely changed how Breath of the Wild, which also happened to be a Game of the Year contender. Still an amazing game. Still an amazing game. Still holds up fantastic. They somehow were able to add in a whole new building mechanic, expand the world almost three times over, and still deliver an incredible story, satisfying gameplay all around the board. I think that, personally, my money is on Tears of the Kingdom. I think that it's going to take Game of the Year this time. Fair enough. Uh, Let us know in the comments as well if you guys feel any differently, if there's any games you think should win Game of the Year. Or any I forgot, yeah. Yes, and if later on on this channel, if you guys would like to see any gaming content or stuff like that, I'm sure we can uh, figure out how to get that up. Yeah, that'd Um, be really fun. Just to wrap it up today, how do you feel about um, films in 2023? Were there any that stood out to you? (sighs) I got a couple here. This is going back a little early, but uh, Mm -hmm. Creed Three. Okay. Was, I think yeah. the first one for me this year that was like, okay, that was a really good movie. I love that series. John Wick Chapter 4. Yeah, that was a really, really good one. <laughs> uh, surprise one was Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. It really was really good. Yes. Um, and then let's see what else we got here. I know it was the Super Mario Brothers movie. Also extremely good. We yeah. had a fantastic year for movies, by the way. So all of these are going to be really, really tough. Fantastic year for Mario, too. I was like... I was cautious about Chris Pratt's voice at first, and Mm -hmm. then... You get used to it so quick. You really do, and that movie was great. It's great for all ages, great for family, everything. Yeah, definitely. Um, For me, one of the top ones that I just wanted to do, I know it's probably later on in the list, Mission Impossible. Oh my god. Every year. Every time it comes out, I am hype. Best action movie of the year, I think, 
that and John Wick Chapter Four are right up there. Yep, I agree. Um, I saw The Covenant, starring uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, oh, yeah. the Guy Ritchie film. That I have was not really seen good it as yet. well. Yeah, uh, superhero movies, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. <sighs> That's a good one. Had to wrap that up and Across the Spider Verse. Yes, amazing. That's uh, actually I think it just came out on Netflix too. If you guys haven't had a chance it to did see yesterday. it yeah we had fast x <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it'd make my uh movie of the year but it was it was there definitely not uh it was fun to see though for sure definitely um, those movies always are we oh had... uh five nights at freddy's that just came out highest fastest selling like video game slash horror movie of all time is it really i haven't seen that yet um i think fans are really really gonna like it i think horror movie fans are not um yeah I, uh, it wasn't scary. Like, there really wasn't anything in it that was, like, terrifying or anything like that. For sure. Um, but I do think that, like, it was a surprisingly solid win for, um, video game movies again. Because they really just keep needing that over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, two, Sound of Freedom, if you guys haven't seen it yet. Ooh, that was a good That's one. That's also a really good one with a lot of great messages. We obviously had Barbenheimer. Yeah, Barbie <laughs> Oppenheimer. Yeah. All that. Um. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania <laughs> came out this year too, right? Superhero-wise? Oh, it did, didn't it? Man, Shoot. that just shows you how forgettable that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, real. oh, here's one that did not do well at the box office, but I saw it with you, and we both loved it. Mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I don't know how it didn't do well, because, oh my gosh. Like, I honestly probably would put my enjoyment of it higher than Spider-Verse, and for me, as like someone who has the Spider-Man yeah. logo tattooed on my arm... <laughs> That's saying something. Like, that was a really, really good movie. Well, I don't have any turtles tattooed on me anywhere, but I would agree on that one. Oh, sure. we also got uh, Shazam, uh, Fury of the Gods. Yes, which I thought was better than people, people gave thought, it credit for. But it's okay. We had Blue Beetle. Oh, that was so good. That It deserved better. Yeah, it was a lot of fun as well. And I'm trying to think, was there anything else? I know the Meg 2 came out. I didn't see it. Um, I haven't seen it yet either, but it's on uh, Max now, I believe, so I might check yeah. that out a little later. Heard some good things about Big George Foreman. Um, yes, I have heard good things about that as well. I think oh, that's on Netflix too. The Little Mermaid remake. Oh, that did Another Disney up. movie that really should not have happened. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um <laughs> And then I guess the rest of the year we have to look forward to, as far as blockbusters go, uh, the Marvels. Mm-hmm. But oh, wait. To we look don't forward, look forward to. to that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, we forgot The Flash. Oh, yeah. How did we forget about that? I don't know. So that's one of the more controversial ones of the year, but I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Actually, I'm looking back through this list right now. We missed a ton. There was Indiana Jones. We had um, Asteroid City. Yes. We had Elemental. There was Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. How do we miss all of these? That's all right. Honestly, if we forgot them. Oh, Haunted Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to forget that one. Um, let me see if there's... Oh, Gran Turismo. Another video game movie that actually did surprisingly well. Yeah. Lots of good movies this year. Let us know in the comments if you guys think any of them are going to be any good. Me, personally, the one I'm most hyped for the rest of this year uh, is probably Rebel Moon. Um, I'm excited to see that maybe mm -hmm. in the future um, as we get closer to the end of the year we'll do like an an awards episode about our our nominees or whatever and who we think best film of the year best actor all that stuff yeah also still upcoming we have the new Hunger Games Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes 
I personally was never that big into Hunger Games. It means very little to me, but I understand I like a lot of people are into it. Um, Wish from Disney, another animated film. Yeah. I was originally excited for it. I've become less so. Me too. Um, and that's the thing when I looked at this list. Really, outside of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, all the Disney movies like we were talking about are here kind of flopped this yeah. year. Yeah. They did not do well. Yeah. And truth is, I actually really enjoyed Elemental, too. But it just didn't do that great. Like, um, Wonka, um, we got coming out. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you put politics and whatever your message is ahead of just entertaining people, which is the purpose of movies. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Oh, and Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. They should just push it straight to max at this point. I don't think Honestly. anyone's trying to go see that with Amber Turd in it. No. Thankfully, I heard a lot of her scenes were cut, so yeah, we'll see. Between her and Jada Pinkett Smith, I don't know which which is worse. <laughs> which one's out of a worse year. Well, I don't know. Uh, too. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one, actually. Yeah. Abuse we should behind make a, doors a, or in a, front of everyone. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we should make a tier list of worst celebrities. Oh, it'd be so easy. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that's pretty much it for today, guys. We're just rambling on talking about this stuff now. Yeah, um, we tend to do that, but you know, that's yeah, how it is over excited. here on the uh, It's Up <laughs> podcast all the time. But leave it in the uh, comments, obviously, if you guys feel any differently, something you're looking forward to, or anything that you would like to see on the show, uh, feel free to go and share it everywhere as well. We definitely need that. Anything you want to add? Uh, it's Up. It's Up.